It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder possibly being the next wave of the Memphis Grizzlies. Could they be even better than this core in Memphis? And all-star voting has opened. Plus, we're going to dive into your mailbag questions all coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder being the next version of the Memphis Grizzlies, plus SGA's quote about breaking records should make you very, very, very excited and going to discuss your mailbag questions about Lou Dort, about the future of this team, and discuss tonight's game about Portland. But today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted, and vetted therapists available 100% online. Learn more, save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right. The long-awaited hot take that I have been saving for you, and I'm and I'm not sure how hot this take is going to be. You might vehemently agree, you may vehemently disagree, you might think that this is a very lukewarm take. So subscribe on YouTube and drop below in the comment section on YouTube. On a scale of one to ten, ten being the hottest of hot takes. How hot is this take regarding the Thunder and Memphis Grizzlies? I want to know your opinion on it as well. So let's just dive into this whole 
Can the Thunder be the next Memphis Grizzlies? Because I think that they can. In my opinion, the Thunder are set up to be what Memphis is and could even be better than what Memphis is. Because Memphis is the darlings of the NBA media, whereas the Thunder have been battered around, beaten down by the Thunder, by the national media, despite never finishing you know fourth worst, you know, worse than fourth in the NBA you know standings. Like when you look at that. And somehow OKC's become the black eye of tanking despite them only finishing bottom four. Like, they've never finished bottom three, bottom two, bottom one. They've only finished fourth in their reverse standings. 24 wins last year. Like, when you look at this run from the Thunder, it's not been this black eye that the national media wants you to believe it's been. Whereas Memphis has been treated as, you know, the darlings of the NBA. But let's look at how the rosters are constructed and going to be constructed. So for Memphis, they are a deep, young, fun team. And they started out with a nice little play-in run. And then they, they're they now, after that play-in run a couple years ago, battling for the best record in the NBA. They sit 19-11 right now, which is, you know, a, a top a top four or five record in the NBA. But the thing is, they're 19-11 right now, and they're missing Desmond Bain, who is you know, one of their best players, if not their second best player on that roster. I think he is the second best player on that roster. They've also shown that they have a great record whenever John Morant doesn't play. And so as a side note here, stop tweeting out about Josh Giddy like, the, oh, the Thunder are 7-0 without Josh Giddy. Well, yeah, Memphis is incredible too without John Morant. Does that mean that the, that the Grizzlies should never play John Morant ever again? Does that mean that the, that the John Morant experience in, in, in Memphis is not going well? Does that mean that... The, the Grizzlies don't need John Moran. They should trade him. No, it's just, especially seven games. It's such a small sample size. It's just silly. It's just silly. But let's compare these two teams now. So Memphis has a smart, young, really good coach in Taylor Jenkins. The Thunder have a smart, young, and really good coach in Mark Dagnall. The Grizzlies have a young superstar guard, John Moran. The Thunder have a young superstar guard, SGA, who is top three in scoring in the NBA right now, who is prolific at getting to the free throw line, who has improved his defense dramatically this season, who has improved his playmaking this season, who can do everything on the floor, who can take over games, who can win them for you and carry a team night in and night out. Two for two so far. Both teams have a big man that is incredibly high ceilinged that is viewed as could be possibly a unicorn that has prolific shot blocking ability that can be something we've never seen before. If they hit their true potential, their true ceiling. And that's of course, Jaron Jackson jr. From Memphis and shut home run for the thunder. And I'd argue, I think a lot of people would argue that Chet Holmgren's ceiling is higher than Jaron Jackson jr. Ceiling. So edge to the thunder, maybe in that category. But it doesn't stop there. Both teams have amazing defenders that can get wild offensively, and you've got to tame them back into their role. Dylan Brooks for Memphis and Lou Dort for the Thunder. Both teams have nice first-round picks that have groomed not into these like amazing players, but to nice rotational pieces in Brandon Clark for Memphis and Pokashevsky for the Thunder. And then I think both teams have found a homegrown running mate for their star guard. Memphis has Desmond Bain, who is a incredible player 
is still very underrated and should get more attention for how good he is, both as a three-point specialist, both on the defensive end, and both as a offensive connector and and, and an offensive threat more than just his three-point shooting. The Thunder have drafted Jalen Williams, who I think can reach that ceiling. They also have Josh Giddy, who can reach that, reach that ceiling. They have two options there to try to find the number two from a home homegrown asset and a homegrown aspect. Memphis made a trade. They went and traded for Steven Adams, which has really tied this core together and has really gotten them to the other side. And, 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 and he uses his skill set both on the defensive end and also screening and helping out and complimenting your best player in John Morant uh, is what Adams does. And it's helped them tie the core together. And Steven Adams is not some blockbuster name. It's not, it's not as though they went and traded for Kevin Durant or went and traded for a disgruntled superstar. They made a move for Steven Adams, which was a low key move that tied this core together. The thunder have the assets to go either direction. They have the assets in the cap space to, to do the same, get a Steven Adams type of player who is a really, really, really good player, but not an all-star, not a superstar, but it's what you need. Right, it's like it's like eating green beans. It, it's not what you want, you know. It's not the chili cheese fries, but it's what you need. They also have the assets to go get a disgruntled superstar player to add on to this core that we're already discussing. And for the Thunder, you know, that's kind of where like the big name stopped for Memphis. For the Thunder, still got to find that you know, still got to find the ceiling of Josh Giddy. There is still the ceiling of Usman Jang that is been flashed at the G League level, has had a great game in Atlanta at the NBA level, and we're not sure what Usman Jane can become as a very, very young player and picked in the lottery. Um, you know, Josh Giddy picked at 6th, and Usman Jane picked at 11, who Sam Preston traded three first-round picks for. And not to mention, on top of those two players, on top of going the trade route if they ever wanted to, the Thunder have a 2023 first-round pick in a deep and loaded NBA draft this upcoming July that'll be positioned... Very good, you know, in, a, in the sweet spot of, of, of getting a very, very good player. And so then you look at the role players for Memphis. Tyus Jones, really good. Santi Aldama, really good. John Contra, really good. OKC has those options too. Wiggins has been really good. Undefeated with him in the starting lineup. Kenny Hustle has been really good. Jeremiah Robinson Earl has been a solid, really good pickup. And then Isaiah Joe, who has been you know, fantastic this season, has been the best three-point shooter in the NBA almost. Like, he's been incredible this season, depending on what metrics that you want to look at, look at and use. And the Thunder have an incredibly smart front office. They have a good coaching staff, a really, really good coaching staff. And they're both in the Western Conference, Conference which could lead to an epic rivalry. It could lead to a fantastic you know, playoff series multiple years in a row and just these two teams battling it out from now on. And so far... Memphis has had the number on the court because their roster is more flushed out and Memphis is very well equipped, uh, you know, equipped to handle the thunder right now in their current state where they can pack the paint with their length and their size and, and, and their ability to uh, deter at the rim. And then they, they funnel SGA to the rim where he wants to go SGA right now. And this roster does not have those prolific three point shooters to kick out to besides Isaiah Joe. And so you're just kind of swarmed at that point. But as this roster gets more flushed out, Memphis is kind of the, the model that you're looking at, and the Thunder can take that model and run with it. The Thunder can take that model and improve it. The Thunder can take that model and be better than the example. This is going to be, I think, a very, 
fun matchup to watch, two fun organizations to watch, because the Thunder's next moves on how they improve are very clear. They're in broad daylight. Memphis's next moves on how they alter their roster, on how they change their core, on how they try to take the next step, that is in the shadows. It's not as clear. You can't see that. It's not as evident to us from the outside looking in as OKC's. So I find both these paths to be very interesting. And my hot take is that while Memphis gets all the flowers right now, and while Memphis gets all the attention right now, in the future, two years down the line, we'll look back and say that the Thunder are in a better position, that the Thunder have the deeper roster, that the Thunder are capable of winning a title more than Memphis. That's not to start any controversy with our good friends over at Lockdown Grizzlies, because I love the Memphis Grizzlies. I love watching them. But it's just when you look at the pure assets that are on this team for Oklahoma City and that they're capable of with Sam Presti at the helm. We'll talk about SGA wanting to break records and why that quote should excite you coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at BetterHelp. Folks, BetterHelp is incredible. They have what you need because, unfortunately, life does not come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, or becoming a parent. Therapists are trained to help you find out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of this complexity engine called you, which is why BetterHelp can connect you with over 3 million people with licensed therapists as they already have done for 3 million people. It is convenient, it's accessible anywhere, and it's 100% online. So whether or not you've been in therapy personally, uh, you, you can really understand the, the level of help they can provide you coping emotionally, coping just in any way that you need with self-empowerment, dealing with trauma, It can really benefit you to get into therapy, and it's an easy way to take your first steps toward getting therapy at BetterHelp. So check it out today. BetterHelp is where you should look at and explore to see if they are right for you because it is the world's largest therapy service. BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed therapists, and they're available 100% online. So go right now and save 10% off of your first uh, month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp. Better. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on NBA. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. Betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. 
Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Lockdown takes of the day. Lockdown Sports Today, available on YouTube or wherever else you get your podcast from, just like we are on YouTube. So again, comment down below what you think of that hot take. Is it a hot take? Do you think that it's it's very measured and correct? Or do you think that it's very out there and silly that I would compare the two and that Memphis is just clearly the better organization? Let me know what you think in the comment section on YouTube and on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. So SGA wants to break records. He said after the game was asked about Dame uh, becoming the Blazers all time leading scorer. He says, does he ever want to do that? He says, absolutely. He says he plays this game to break records and to to be the best ever. Well, that should be music to Thunder fans ears because while the national media continues to want to push SGA out of Oklahoma city and continues to tell you, Oh, he's tired of losing. Oh, he's going to be frustrated eventually. Oh, he wants to play in Canada so desperately bad because everyone wants to play for their hometown team. That's why Blake Griffin's played in Oklahoma City. That's why Trey Young has played in Oklahoma City. Now, while they keep pushing SGA to Canada and keep pushing SGA away from the arms of Oklahoma City, at every turn imaginable, SGA has given you quotes that are that you can use to ward off and to fight off that narrative. Everything from trusting in Sam Presti to wanting to see this through in Oklahoma City to 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 trusting his teammates here, the coaches here. At every turn, he's told you he's comfortable in Oklahoma City. And now, with this quote, it goes beyond the personnel in Oklahoma City. It goes beyond the the PR spin that you could that you could label the other stuff. This is him expressing something that's important to him. If you believe what he's saying, which we have no reason not to, he wants to break records. He wants to be the best ever. Well, folks, he's already on his second organization. So he had to start from ground zero. So those first 800-something points he scored in his rookie year don't count at all to try to break these records. He's had so far three full years in Oklahoma City, we're at the 30-game mark or whatever of year four in Oklahoma City, and so far he has accumulated 4,409 points as a member of the Thunder compared to the Thunder's all-time leading score in Russell Westbrook, which is 18,859. And remember, Kevin Durant spent nine years with this organization, was an elite-level scorer, and he only nabbed third place on the all-time leading scoring list for Oklahoma City. Now, granted... Gary Payton is two, so like second place for Oklahoma City, whatever it is that you want to, however you want to bicker with that ranking. But still, if he truly cares, if Shea truly cares about breaking this type of record to become a franchise's all-time leading scorer, to become a franchise's best of all time, to become one of the best in the NBA, whatever it is, if he, if he cares about this specific milestone or any milestone like it to be considered a franchise's you know, GOAT or a franchise's Mount Rushmore player or whatever it is, it has to be here. Because if he leaves, 
whenever that is, his new club, he starts at ground zero, zero points. And there's just simply not enough time to accumulate 18,000 points, 19,000 points, 50,000 points, whatever it is at the next, at the next organization. And that's why what Dame did in Oklahoma City Monday was so special. And that's why those of you in the building especially should appreciate that you've witnessed history. Because think about this, folks. That is something that we truly may never see again. And that's not hyperbolic because until this era switches over, as it's currently constructed, in the era of player movement, in the era of I'm going to switch teams every four or five years, You don't stick around long enough to become somebody's all-time leading scorer. You don't stick around long enough to become somebody's best player in franchise history. And so if that matters to Shea, if that matters to to what he views as his legacy, what he views as his impact on the game, then that is yet another quote from him that you can say, hey, he really does want to be here, that you can rest assured he really wants to be the face of one of the 30 NBA teams. He wants to be somebody who is name association with an organization. And loyalty could matter to Shea the way that it matters to Dame. It could not. We don't know. We'll never know the true, you know, opinion of SGA behind closed doors. But as far as what he says publicly, which we have no reason as of right now to, to deny or to think he's lying Everything he said publicly has been about wanting to be in Oklahoma City and has been signs pointing to wanting to be in Oklahoma City. Because again, if this is something that matters to him, he cannot do it anywhere else but Oklahoma City. He can't do it anywhere else. Because starting from ground zero, unless he went to one of these expansion teams in two or three years, he can't do it. You can't start from ground zero in an already established organization in year five, six, seven of your career and get to the top and get to the all-time leading scoring record. So if that's something that's important to him, we'll see. But that, that is, again, something that I find very interesting to watch for. Also, all-star game voting has opened up. It's triple vote day on Sunday. So make sure that you know you, you pause your festivities on Sunday and log on to NBA.com or the NBA app on your phone and vote. You can only vote once a day now, and it's only on uh, NBA.com. It's no longer on social media uh, or anything else. So check it out on NBA.com, and you can vote once a day. Uh, SGA, of course, deserves to be an all-star, and he should be an all-star even without these votes. But still, go vote for him. Uh, go make sure that, that he is uh, appreciated for what he's done. He's been one of the best players in the league this season. I mean, truly and honestly, if you want to do this the fair way and, and vote based on merit, vote based on what a player has accomplished within this season from October to December and not a legacy award, SGA has been a top three player in the league from, from October till December. And so if, if that's your criteria, then it, it should be clear that he's a starter. Now, I would encourage you uh, in terms of your guard votes, only vote for Shea and Giddy or Shea and whomever. Don't vote for like Shea and Steph or Shea, Shea and Luca. It doesn't really help the cause that much, but... Uh, Either way, vote for Shea. Vote for Shea to be in the All-Star game, and we will see him in Salt Lake City come February for whenever the uh, event takes place. Shout-out to Locked On Jazz and the boss, David Locke. Now, I want to tell you right now, but your friends over at Ben Online. Ben Online is your number one source for all of your info, stats, news, breakdowns, analysis, finalists, odds, trends, and everything from college basketball and football to pro football and basketball. 
even soccer, MMA, boxing, golf, whatever you have on your mind, you can bet at betonline.net. It's this easy. You open up their sports book, you go down to basketball, and boom, it pops up all the games tonight. And so the Thunder are three-and-a-half-point underdogs against Portland at home on Wednesday night. You can bet on that over there at BetOnline, where the game starts. Make sure you check them out today. You can bet on that. You can bet on awards. You can bet on who will Zach Levine get traded to if he's dealt. They have those odds up and running right now, as well as for DeMar DeRozan and other disgruntled players. So give them a a shout-out. Give them a try at BetOnline.net. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Let's open up the mailbag for some three quick questions. This first one, at MK325491. Can we count on Isaiah Joe to be a rotational guy for OKC in the future? Uh, I've gone back and forth on this. I, I, I've been really struggling not to be overdramatic one way or the other. But my opinion right now is yes, that he should be a rotational guy for the future because it's so hard to find his specific skill set. Right, The difference between him and a guy like, say, Isaiah Roby, who was on the same type of deal where you know you could have declined the option, which they did last year. You could have non-guaranteed his contract and just waived him, whatever, whatever it is. The difference is Isaiah Joe's skill set of shooting and, and shooting at this level, at this elite level of company in, in three-point shooting, is so hard to find compared to Isaiah Roby's skill set. So just as an example of two fringe roster guys who once one's going to take a leap and one didn't, it's because the, the invaluable measurement of the shooting that Isaiah Joe has, which the Thunder could not find for 9, 10 years. So can you really afford to give that up? I also think that with Isaiah Joe, not just his excellent performances – this season, which have, which has been incredible. He's played very, very well in all of his games. He's shot well. He scored well. Uh, he's, he's been an, an awesome player. But also having an advocate in the room. I mean, Rossman comes over from Philadelphia this, this summer. The Thunder clearly value his, his expertise, clearly value his opinion, clearly have brought him into their inner workings of their front office and, has, and have made him a staple point of that. And for him to advocate for Isaiah Joe to get here in the first place, so he so he puts his, you know, his, his resume on the line for Isaiah Joe, so to say, then for Isaiah Joe to get to Oklahoma City, then for Isaiah Joe to get here and play very well. He has an advocate in the decision-making room that I think will push for him to continue to be here because it was a gamble that paid off. They, they brought him in three days before the season started, all because Rossman said, hey, let's get this guy that Philly just cut. I know him. I worked with him. He's going to be a good guy for us to have. The Thunder brought him in. Turns out Rossman's been right. And the rest is history. So between his play on the floor, his contract situation, his skill set level that is hard to duplicate and hard to find just anywhere, and the fact that he has an advocate in the room, I I think that he's going to be a guy for the future of this Thunder team, and he's on a very, very excellent team-friendly and cheap contract. At MBAM37, who is your top three favorite picks in the draft for OKC besides Victor and Scoot? 
Uh, for me, Cam Whitmore would be my, if you, if you discard those two, it would be Cam Whitmore one. Uh, for OKC specifically, I'm looking all at shooting, but just for the draft in general, that would be a different question. Uh, but uh, for the sake of this question, I would go Cam Whitmore number one. I really like Nick Smith as well, uh, but I would go Cam Whitmore, Brandon Miller, number two. And then number three, I would either go uh, with Nick Smith or Eamon Thomas, uh, Eamon Thompson. I lean Nick Smith because me personally, I'm kind of interested in how the, the, the scouting goes over these overtime elite prospects and, and their competition level and how you can judge a 20 year old playing high school guys. Uh, but I do love Eamon Thomas as well. So he'd be like four or whatever, whenever you, whenever you discount Victor and Scoot. I also like Grady Dick for this team. Also like Anthony Black for this team. Like I, there, there's a lot of guys who I find interesting for this Thunder roster up and down this draft board. Uh, but Cam Whitmore is my guy. Like I hope that they can find a way to get Cam Whitmore. Brand Miller would be a very good option as well. And then you have the Thompson twins and Nick Smith and, uh, and other guys. This is a very, very, very deep draft class, which is why it's very fun to watch this team and not worry about where their, their draft pick will be. Now, the next question and last one comes from at Chris Acosta. Long-term, is Lou Dort a starter? The boring answer is I don't know. Uh, but the the answer I think will happen, like if I had to if I had to give you a prediction today what it looks like when this team is competing again, would be like a Tabocephalosha type of guy. Like, yeah, he's the starter. Uh, he's the guy that gets announced pregame. But someone else comes in off the bench and takes his minutes and runs with them. And then he can close out games and matchups where you need a defensive stopper. And, 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 and so his name gets announced pregame, right? His name gets announced and he gets to run through the tunnel and everything, run through the, run through the guys and, and all that. But closing time, he's not, it, it's going to be matchup dependent. Do we need more offense? Do we need more defense? And so you play that kind of game and you could just sub him each possession in very close games in the playoffs. But nonetheless, that's kind of what I envision happening for Lou Dort, where he's not a staple of that starting lineup. He's not a, a for sure lock to play 33 minutes a night. Uh, but it is matchup dependent. Uh, you know, he could start, could not. Everything in that kind of realm of possibility. So th- that's kind of how I view Ludwig right now. Obviously, all this is subject to change. They're all so young, and uh, there's so many moving parts and all of this. But I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms, including on YouTube, and let me know what you think about that hot take that the Thunder can can be and will be better than the Memphis Grizzlies. Until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.